There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea. Future Farm's elderberry with zinc and echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com. Slash Hoffman, that's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. The book is I Used to Have Cancer. Our guest is James Templeton, uh, who writes about uh, his remarkable saga of survival uh, from deadly melanoma. He, uh, as you heard part one, he was suffering from uh, stage four melanoma, metastatic, uh, given a dismal prognosis, uh, told of the need for uh, harsh chemotherapy coupled uh, with... Uh, uh, cryotherapy. I'm sorry, cryotherapy is the opposite. Uh, uh, heat therapy. Uh, and also just became aware that there was another avenue and that was via diet change. So which, which way did you go? Did, was it an all or nothing thing? Did you decide to abandon conventional treatment? Uh, or did you combine conventional treatment with a dietary approach? Well, at that time, you know, I didn't know for sure, but when I read about Dirk's story and about his recovery from prostate cancer, and uh, he used the, the macrobiotic diet, that's, I'd never heard of the macrobiotic diet, so I thought, you know, I needed to know more about it, so I had my friend go out and get the book, the Dirk's book, and he brought it back, he found it in a bookstore, he brought it back, and I couldn't put it down, because I felt like, hey... I could relate to this guy. You know, if he could do it, why couldn't I recover from cancer using this diet lifestyle? So I had made up my mind. I was very excited about everything I read. And I felt like, you know, I could do it. And I was really, you know, gonna, gonna do it. And I got, got just very, very excited. Started to get this feeling that I had, you know, a little bit of my will started to come back. I mm-hmm. had this feeling that, you know, I might be able to do it after all. So I'm laying there. I'm feeling pretty good about things now. The next day, I got another knock on the door that was very important because it was a, a book that was delivered to me. It was my stepmother actually delivered to me. A distant relative sent it to her, and it was about vitamin C and cancer. And it was a book that Linus Pauling wrote, and that's the name of it, Vitamin C and Cancer. And it talked about how people that had late-stage cancer did very well with high-dose vitamin C therapy. Well, I'd never heard of anything like that either. I knew vitamin C, but I didn't know anything about it. So here I had the the macrobiotic diet that was brand new. Now I've got the vitamin C. And if it would help all these people recover or even live longer, you know, using high amounts of vitamin C, then why wouldn't it help me too? So now I've got 
two things to, that I was going to use in my plan of recovery, and I was going to, you know, uh, really put this into good use. But I would also do the chemotherapy, too, because if a little's good, a lot's better. So, you know, I'd just go ahead and do this chemotherapy, and I'd get through it all, you know, and and uh, I would, I would uh, have a better chance, possibly. So the next day, I'm laying there in the hospital room. I got another knock on the door, and uh, this guy comes through the door, and he says, Hello, I'm the psychotherapist. I'm the psychotherapist from the, the uh, cancer ward. And he says, I've heard you're very depressed and, and not feeling too good about things, and maybe I could come and talk to you. Is that possible? He says, I think I can help you. And I said, sure. And uh, he comes back the next morning. He comes in, and I said, right off the bat, I want to ask you a question. I said, have you ever heard of something called macrobiotics? And he looked at me, and he turned around and took off towards the door, and I thought he was leaving or something. I didn't know why I said the wrong thing. And he goes over, and he shuts the door of the room really tight, comes back over and sits down by my bed, he says, yes, I have heard about the macrobiotic diet and lifestyle. But he says, I won't tell you what I know unless you promise to not let anybody know about our conversation. Right, right. He says to me, I don't want to lose my job, my pension, all that. I've been here 25 years or something like that. He says, uh, will you promise? And I said, I won't tell a soul. And he says, okay. Well, what I've heard about the macrobiotic diet over the years is is unbelievable. He says, I've had a lot of friends, you know, that have had cancer and that have tried this diet. I've tried it. Some did well. He says, I couldn't stick with it. He said, I don't have cancer, but I thought it was a healthy diet and I wanted to try to do it. It takes a lot of work. He says, I've read a lot of things about other people that have done very well on this. He said, it takes a lot of determination and he says, by the way, you don't seem very depressed after all. And uh, he went on to say, you seem like you're looking for something. Well, you were, you were empowered because uh, yeah. instead of being a, a passive victim of cancer, suddenly uh, you uh, decided that you were going to get on top of it uh, and uh, undertake uh, a program of self-care uh, rather than just yeah. being a, just passively succumbing to uh, conventional treatment. Yeah, I was excited, and I, I I was up for the challenge, and I felt like you know I needed this to to get me out of this out of this funk that I was in. And so anyway, he went on to tell me. He says, "I think you could do it, but you've got to know you got to you got to put a hundred fifty percent into it. You can't do it halfway. There's a right way and a wrong way." And he says that people that do the best are the ones that really do it right and don't cut corners. So I always remembered what he said. And, you know, by him confirming the things that I had learned, it made me really feel that, you know, I really, truly was going to get well from this. Mm -hmm. and well, you got a sense that, of validation you know, from that. that. That was almost yes. like a miraculous uh, intercession. I mean, he didn't uh, yeah. do much as a psychologist, but just by the confluence of events, uh, it uh, locked you in. Uh, to compliance with a, a very challenging program. I, I was macrobiotic at the time myself. In fact, uh, mm -hmm. I treated many patients in the 1980s with cancer with a macrobiotic diet uh, and thought that it was the end-all and be-all of dietary approaches. I've since modified yes. my views. Uh, but for cancer, uh, it's a very plausible approach. So what ended up happening? How long did you adhere to the diet? Well, what happened is, is I, I ended up 
getting through the first five treatments of chemotherapy because they do it in five uh, treatment increments. You know, every two months I go in and get five more treatments. So I left after my first week of the, the hypothermia, you know, by, uh, uh, chemotherapy, and I made it through it somehow. It was it was rough. Because, Pretty devastating. Uh, yeah. It really was. It really was. But I made it. So I went. I went home. I started to read everything I could. I started to eat, you know, rice and beans and and all that, just the basic stuff to try to get myself brown rice, know, on of course. Board. Yeah. Yes, yes. It was brown rice, organic. Everything was organic. But I tried my best to get started on it, and I started to feel better, you know. And I wasn't doing the vitamin C yet, but I was going to do the diet first and just kind of get into that and read everything I could read and learn everything I could. And, uh, believe me, I started to feel better within, you know, just a few weeks. Started to really feel the difference. But I knew that it was almost the two months was up. I had to go back into the hospital again for another week and do the chemotherapy because they would have you there. It'd take eight to ten hours each day with, a, with an IV in your arm. And it wasn't one of these where you go in for two hours and get chemotherapy and go home. It was uh, bad stuff, and I had to be there, and, and I felt like I was a human, some kind of experiment, you know. In a, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was terrible. It, it was an but, experiment because that that there is no there at the time there was no standard yeah. treatment for melanoma that was uniformly yeah. accepted or successful. So you know it was just a, on a wing yeah. and a prayer. So really, I mean, was, one can question, one can say, you know, is your survival uh, due to the conventional treatment? Well, I, I actually. One could say that, but it's quite unlikely because that type of therapy has long been abandoned for the treatment of melanoma. It just doesn't really work out well. So, really, we can attribute your recovery largely to the things that you did on your own behalf. Yeah. So, I'm laying there at the next time, and I think they doubled or tripled it because I'd never been so sick in my life. I felt like I was in a torture chamber or something. And I, I, I just remember... Just how sick I was. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was just, just, a, just, it was awful. You know, the whole, the whole week it was terrible. And I remember laying there one day and I heard a nurse come in and she says, who's been watching this patient's temperature? You know, his temperature is way too high. He could die from this. We got to get it down. Bring some ice. Bring some towels. I remember laying there. I was just, I was, I felt like I was dead almost. And I was laying there. I just, it was unconscious almost. And she comes in and they started putting all this stuff on me and all these towels and, you know, just ice cold, everything. Because this, you know, your temperature, when it's that high, you're, you're just, you're just lethargic and you're just shaking and shaking in your boots because they had these weighted blankets on me and everything. But, uh, I'm laying there though. And I remember that and I said to myself, I got to get out of here because I'm going to be one of these people that they wheel out every night that die, mm-hmm. not from the cancer, from right. pneumonia. Yeah, from the treatment. And itself, that yeah. was happening all the time. And people that I'd talked to in the hallway, and you know, they seemed okay. And I'm like, well, I just talked to her, you know, a few days ago, and she she just died. How could that happen? So I thought, well, if I don't get out of here, I might be next here. They just about did me in today here, so. I talked to the doctor. The doctor came in. He came in every day or so and see how you're doing. He says, well, I hear you're not doing very well. And I said to him, I said, well, I'm just 
sick. I've never been this sick in my life. I don't, I just can't eat. I can't, you know, I can't do anything. And I'm just throwing up everywhere. And he says, well, he says, that's because your body's uh, rejecting the chemotherapy. And he says, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, you're just not responding the way we had hoped. And he says, you know, uh, you know, we're doing everything we think we know to do, but he says, you're just not responding very well. And I said to him, well, you know, uh, isn't there something else we can do? And he says, no, this is all we know to do. And I said, well, what would you do if it was your son or daughter in here, laying in here? Because I could have been probably his son's age. And he said, I was 32 years old. And he says, well, I'd do the same thing. I said, even if it, it could kill him? He goes, well, that's all I know to do. And then I said, well, you know, uh, you know, I could die from these, these treatments. And he goes, well, he looks at me and he says, well, you know, we're all going to die someday. Oof. Just like that. And Oof. I'm telling you what, I was very weak. I'd lost a lot of weight, but I raised up in that bed as best I could in that hospital bed. And I said, listen here, you SOB. And I said that because it just made me so mad. His anger came over me. I said, if I could get out of this bed, I'd tear you apart. I said, you, you just, you just took the, trying to take my hope away, take my will away, just, you know, I'm not going to stand for it. And, uh, you know, and when I called him that, he took off like he'd seen a ghost. I never saw the guy again, ever. And because uh, two nights later, I made up my mind I was going to sneak out of the hospital. And I at two in the morning, I just got up, put my clothes on. I couldn't even hardly get around. I was so weak. But I snuck down the stairs, down the down the hallway at two in the morning, and I went out to my car that was in the parking lot, and I drove off, and I never looked back. And I made up my mind right there that night that I was going to fight like I'd never fought before, and I was going to do everything I could if it didn't in this diet and this vitamin C therapy and everything else I could learn about along my journey didn't work for me. It wasn't going to work for anybody because I was going to give 150% and, you know, and that's exactly what I did. And that's, you know, it was been over 33 years ago. And I, you know, got heavily, heavily into everything, the macrobiotic diet, the lifestyle. I started taking huge amounts of vitamin C orally. Uh, I didn't do the IV uh, vitamin C uh, back then, but I sure did did eat very strictly for a long time, like six years mm-hmm. on the diet. And I was going to set the example, you know, I was going to kind of be the hero in my own life kind of thing. And, and uh, it, it was amazing, you know, how I would say probably three months after taking all that vitamin C and being on this diet, because I didn't go back. I didn't go back to this doctor. I didn't go back and do any more chemotherapy. Uh, it was a hard decision because I'd been brought up to thinking, you know, when you get sick, you go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do it was, what he says. It was nothing else you can do. It was a, really, I mean, it was a courageous thing to do because uh, most passive patients they do listen to the doctor and ultimately you know when the treatment is inadequate it's to their detriment this episode of intelligent medicine is brought to you by youthful energy providing you with a unique energy support of pure nt factor nt factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue whatever the cause age illness or just being run down 
Antifactor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown Antifactor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking Antifactor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. So for many years, you followed a strict macrobiotic diet, but there actually came a point, and you describe it in the book, uh, where someone that you saw uh, introduced a very, very revolutionary idea, which had to do with a kind of a departure from that very strict vegan diet. Yes, yes. I, uh, you know, after six years, I ended up eventually moving to the Macrobiotic Center out in western Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I'm very familiar with it. Working with uh, Michio Cushy's group, and Mm -hmm. I became the operations manager for their facility out in Beckett, Massachusetts. Uh, You know, and I ended up, you know, being in this this environment of like-minded people, which is very important for me. And it's a long story. It's all in my book, of course. But I met some real key people. And, you know, after that, I met some people that at the Cushy Institute that were uh, there, you know, working on their health. And, and one of the guys that I met there, he owned several health food stores down in New Jersey. And he was seeing a nutritionist up in, in that general area there. And it was none other than Ann Louise Gittleman, which we talked about at the beginning of the show. And Ann Louise was his was his nutritionist, and he he went on and on about her and how she had helped him, and you know, and he was seeing her and everything, and he was you know doing some different supplements and things like that, and he he was uh, really high on her. So he said, look, she's given a lecture, and the lecture's on parasites, and it's parasites, uh, you know, in your health. So he says, look, if you'll go with me, I'll pay your way. <laughs> so I said, oh, sure, I'll go. So I went to this lecture, and there's Ann Louise. She's up there, and she's got a big crowd of people. Is at a hotel ballroom, and she was doing a two-day thing. And I went in there, and she started talking about parasites. And she said a lot of people that had parasites, she felt, you know, uh, you know, were uh, uh, a lot of the cancer, you know, could be a part of the problem because it affects the immune system, you know, and it's very, very hard on on your health. And she went on about it, and I went up to her after the lecture, and I said, Ann Louise, you know, I enjoyed your lecture, and and I've had cancer, you know, I'm doing pretty well now, but, you know, do you think I might have parasites? So she says to me, says, well, you know, looked at me, yes, I think you do have parasites. And I said, you think I do? She goes, yeah. And I said, well, how do you know? And he, she says, you just have that parasitic look. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I've been doing this a long time. I know what I'm talking about. And she says, if you don't believe me or if you'd like to see someone that can really tell you for sure, she says, there's a world-renowned uh, parasitologist in New York City, and his name is Dr. Herman Bueno. Mm-hmm. And he's from Columbia, and right. he said he's... he's and I remember him very well from the uh, 80s and 90s, yeah. He's a world-renowned yeah. parasitologist, I believe, from uh, you know Latin America, South America, Mexico. Uh, Columbia. Where, uh, Columbia, where they, where they really have to uh, do a lot of tropical medicine down there, because parasites are very common. And uh, so he brought his expertise to the United States, 
used a special staining technique to pick up on parasites where other labs failed to pick them up. And I guess the rest is history. You found that you were carrying parasites. Well, and I went to see him. She said, I'll go with you if you'd like someone to go along. I'd like to meet the guy myself. So I said, sure. I mean, here I'm, you know, Ann Louise Gittleman. You know, she's going to go with me. Like, shoot, yeah, let's go, you know. So uh, she went with me. I go in. I see Just Dr. A, it, Guino, it's an interesting and, idea for first date. I mean, kind of an interesting way. You know, it's like... That was kind of like a date, I guess, if you think of it like that. Let's I think go to the parasitologist again. See, see exactly what he did, you know. But uh, we, at that point, we we were just—I was—it was all professional and mm-hmm. everything. But I go in, I see Doctor Buino, and he took a sample, a tissue swab sample, and he took it out there, and then he had one of these teaching microscopes with the two sides, and you know, he'd look at it and show me what he's looking at. And, and he, he went in, he says, well, he says, my friend, he says, you've got a lot of parasites. And he says, you've got Giardia. He says, you've got an amoeba histolytica. And he says, you've also got, you know, something called a scarus limbricardis. And he says, that's none worm. other than roundworm. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I want to tell you something right now. Parasites is one of the most immunosuppressive things you can have in your body. He said, think about it. When you go to the veterinarian, you're, the first thing they check for is parasites in a, in a dog or cat. He says, they don't do that with humans. But he says, I'll tell you another thing. I have never seen a case of cancer or AIDS that came to my office that didn't have some kind of parasitic involvement. So I got my attention right then, and I said to myself, wow, what about all these other people? not only at the Cushy Institute, but all over the place that have cancer and are trying to, you know, figure out something they need to do. And I got interested in it, you know, and started to think, well, I'm going to get rid of these parasites because he he uh, prescribed some, uh, uh, some herb formulas that he really felt were important. He didn't feel the drugs worked very well. So he says, I'm going to give you the herbs. This is what I use with my patients. So I went home, I got on these herbal formulas, and I actually took herb, herbal formulas for about three months. And uh, I was, I mean, I couldn't imagine the things that I was seeing from these, these herbal formulas that I ended up taking. But I just could never get out of my mind about what he said to me. And I got to thinking, you know, I want to do something to help other people. I want to get well from this and figure out a way, maybe there's a way I can help people you know, learn more about this parasite thing. Because I'd had animals, dogs, cats, pigs, cows, you know, I'd had all this stuff. I'd been down to Mexico a bunch. So, you know, it didn't surprise me at all mm-hmm. that I had this, this problem going on. But, you know, before I knew it, you know, Anne Louise and me became friends, and we ended up together eventually as a couple. And, uh, of course, it's a long story. It's all in my book, again. But, Anne Louise had a teacher, and her name was Dr. Hazel Parcells. And Dr. Hazel Parcells was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we had decided that we wanted to move to Santa Fe, New Mexico, because there was a lot of health, you know, oriented uh, things going on there. And they had, you know, I mean, they were famous for that and, you know, for a lot of other things. And we thought, 
you know, this would be great. Let's go there and, and, you know, set up camp out there and see what we can get into here. And, By the way, this is, know, this is all while you're a greater than five-year survivor of melanoma where you were told your prognosis for survival was maybe 10, 20 percent oh, yeah. for five years. So this is, you, you surpassed the five-year margin at this point. I was point close to the five-year margin mm-hmm. around there, probably mm-hmm. getting close to it because I was, uh, you know, I was still into the macrobiotic diet. You know, I wouldn't eat out in restaurants. I, if I traveled, I'd carry my dry foods. Mm-hmm. I'd cook in motel rooms. And, uh, you know, I was, I was one of these guys that wasn't going to give any of my money to, to restaurants because I was going to, you know, not cut any corners. So I was very strict and I, and I was pretty thin. I lost a lot of weight. So I don't think it was maybe the best thing to be on this diet forever a healing diet is not always the diet you want to stay so, so on long, long and short of it because our, our time is limited uh, dr parcells suggested that you begin eating some animal protein which uh yes which your body tolerated it did not cause an immediate uh recurrence of the cancer and uh so currently your diet is kind of a modified macrobiotic diet which includes animal protein yes it, it kind of is, and I use, it's a little bit different. I feel like there's a certain amount of non-negotiable things that you have to do. Of course, you've got to eat organic, and I think people have cancer, and it depends on the type of cancer, but I think if they have cancer, you know, the, the basic macrobiotic principles isn't a real bad way to go, but, uh, you know, all those grains, 50% of my diet was grains, whole grains, organic, whole, brown rice, you know, barley, uh, a millet, all that stuff, and and seaweed, ten percent, five percent seaweed, ten percent soups, ten percent, twenty five percent vegetables, organic vegetables, especially, you know, all the cancer fighting vegetables. So I feel that's very important, but you know, I don't eat that much grain anymore because of the. There's a lot of toxicity out there in the grains, and there's. There's arsenic and, and a lot of the grains and cadmium. And, you know, we're trying to get rid of all the cancer-causing things, get rid of all the toxic overload, and put all the good cancer-fighting properties back into the system. And that's what Dr. Parcells told me. He says, you're going to have to eat more animal food now. You're at the time when you need to, you know, get into... Uh, a, a little bit more animal protein. So I wasn't going to ever do that. You know, I thought I was doing the right thing. Of course, I still take to this day a lot of vitamin C, and I probably never get off the vitamin C because I I know too much about it now. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a remarkable, you know, diet that uh, for people that are sick. But now I use lean protein, but I basically use a lot of the same principles. You know, I like the... The, personally, I like the, the miso soup, and I like uh, the, 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 the fiber in that diet because it's a prebiotic, and as you know, 80%, up to 80% of our immune system is our gut health. Well, James, the, the book is very detailed in terms of uh, the approaches that you've explored and taken, yes. and it's very inspirational. And I, and I think the bottom line is that uh, people given a challenging cancer diagnosis should follow your example, and empower themselves to seek answers wherever they can find them. And there is no one 
way, you know, no. uh, to, there, there, there's no, no miracle cure for cancer, but uh, you, through your own ingenuity and through self-empowerment, uh, seem to have gotten on top of a very, very impossible situation. So the book is inspiring. Yeah. I recommend it very highly. It's, I used to have cancer, how I found my own way back to health. And uh, your book, in turn, will help others find their own way back to health. And I want to thank you, and I want to also send uh, regards to my good colleague, and Louise Gittleman. Thank you very much, Dr. Ron. It's been a pleasure. And uh, they can get my book at IUSEDToHaveCancer.com, and uh, I have three free downloads that they can get also. That It has links over to the, the major booksellers, but they want to get the three downloads. The first one is the top five supplements that I believe are so important to use, and then there's ten recipes that I follow on a regular basis that I think are very important that people can give them an example of what kind of diet they can follow. And, you know, it's 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 very important uh, for that. So, anyway, they'll get these downloads and uh, they can um, uh, also buy it at Barnes & Nobles or Amazon. Okay. The book is I Used to Have Cancer. James Templeton, Thank you very much. Thanks for sharing your story with our audience. Thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com, drhoffmanstore.com.